0: if you haven't already be sure to subscribe. I'm just going to adjust my camera just a little bit. So we're entering into February and February is Eating Disorder Awareness Month which is something that's pretty near and dear to my heart. Last year I wasn't talking about it but since this year is when I have came out and started talking about my history of eating disorder I really wanted to make this month Really focused in on Eating Disorder Awareness Month. So, I'm going to tell you my story of how my eating disorder kind of like came about. I don't know if really came about would be a good way because it was one of those things like I just kind of had like a come to Jesus moment. Like, oh crap, like this this is me. Like, I have an eating disorder. And so just wanted to dive into that. When I was like a little kid, I always like, you know, lean toward food. And I always kind of had a fascination like with skinny people, right? Like the models and, you know, the Vogue magazines and they were all that skinny. And that was what I just like admired. I think there was like a lot of societal Like the norms of society were very hyper focused at this time about being really super skinny. So we're talking about the time around like Ally McBeal was coming out and all you like later millennials that's in my group probably remember. Younger folks, you're probably going to have to Google, but that's okay. Um, So that was always like kind of the thing. And I always had like body dysmorphia where, and for those that don't know what body dysmorphia is, it's where like I can look in the mirror and I don't see like how I physically look. I see, you know, that I am 200 pounds more than what I would weigh. And even though it's not true, it's just something in your brain that just, it just happens. So you have to have very objective, um, descriptions about your body. Uh, and that was like one of the things that I did to, to help. I was reading through a book and it like, it literally like took you step by step, um, through like, things how you would describe yourself physically and so you had to go through the subjective of you know saying that I for an example like I am flat chested right so if you have like this so that was like how I would subjectively describe myself the objective thing would be like my bus size is whatever it may be so that in a sense, was helpful, but it also took, you know, therapy to really help go through this. So, like I said, I was kind of, I was an emotional eater when I was a kid, and I think we just don't think anything of it, and, you know, we are kind of groomed by just, like, society again, as I was saying, of, like, sitting in front of the TV eating, and you're kind of eating out of boredom, because a lot of times, we just finished dinner, Right. Or we're watching a football game we're not really hungry we're just kind of munching It's something about sitting on the sofa and having that hand to mouth action going on so fast forward probably i remember when i hit a 100 pounds and i remember crying to my mom about it because to me and i mean I was probably I want to say probably like 10 like it was a semi-normal weight especially like since I had hit my growth spurt so I was kind of like towering over like a lot of people around but I remember it and I was like it was just like horrible for me and my mom and This other lady was like telling me like, oh my gosh, don't worry about it. Like you're exactly where you need to be. But I couldn't get it through my head. So I went through and I mean, fast forward a little while longer. And then here I am like 16 years old, 15, 16 years old. When you can walk around the stores by yourself because, you know, you're semi-responsible to stay into a store and not get lost. And I was sneaking and buying diet pills because at 15 and 16 years old, I was thinking I was overweight and needed diet pills and they were there and there was that false promise. I gotta plug my computer in, so hold on one second. Know we have some energy, <laughs> so I won't die in the podcast. So, then I started taking the diet pills. And, you know, honestly, like, I don't know if I really even saw a difference with them. But it was just something, like, that made me feel better about taking them. So, then I... Um, you know the emotional eating still going on, and then you get into the like your dating. The datings were not the people that I uh, got myself involved in were not like the best for your self esteem, and so like there when I would eat candy and stuff, I would get picked on, and so that kind of like added an extra layer. There to already, like, my distorted vision. Then the emotional eating continued, and so I'm coming up to my just kind of a general emotional eater. Still totally normal weight, and for my like height and stuff, still totally normal. Still having body dysmorphia. Still, like, you know trying to chip away, even though I really didn't know that much about dieting. I I thought I did, um, but I didn't know that much about it. Um, And then I would say, fast forward, so to my, almost to my 30 year birthday. I started having allergic reactions and we could not figure them out for the life of me. And so finally we found something that controlled my allergic reactions. And so I went on the paleo diet because it totally eliminated like everything that I'm, I'm allergic to. So it was great results. However, it's that restrictive mindset that happens, right? So I would overeat on things like macadamia nuts, Brazilian nuts, because I am feeling restricted by what I can eat because of my allergic reactions. It really triggered me. And so I think that was kind of where the binge eating disorder kind of started really kind of sinking its teeth into me. Was around that time. And then, so then the emotional eating just amplified to a binge every, you know, whenever I was not comfortable with my emotions. And then, you know, I am getting into more, you know, I'm like really sunk my teeth into. The wellness and diet and started understanding that and more and so then I started exercising a lot and the one thing you know is like you're exercising a lot but then you get hungry because like you know I was doing mainly aerobic exercise and with running and so I would be eating more because I had your butt when you're doing um when you're getting into like an anabolic state where you're over that threshold you know you're burnt your body's burning sugar so after like a high intensity run my body was wanting sugar so i would you know eat something like that was sugary even though I was like on a paleo diet you can find like they, th- there's recipes for like sugar for sure and so then i started doing like really the bulimic portion in me started kicking in a few years after that. And I would purge different than a lot of other people would consider purge. When you hear bulimic, you typically think of people throwing up. However, that wasn't the case for me. My purge was, (laughs) I can fast for 24 hours. I can run. I was planning on running seven miles. I'm going to run 10 or 12 because I ate too much. And I mean, if you think about it, like how often do you hear weird places somewhere? It's like, oh, somebody's saying, oh, it's a good thing I'm a runner because I'm going to be running this off tomorrow. You know, but actually when you break down to the science of it, it's that cupcake or whatever you had has made its way into your system and it's there, buddy. But, so, there was that aspect of it. And then I would also use laxatives to, like, drink and make me go to the bathroom to have a bowel movement to get the stuff, the food, out of my system. It doesn't work. Um, your body is still processing it. still calories. And... It's, it's not healthy. So I want to make a side note while I'm talking about this. I don't want to be giving people ideas on how to be disordered with food. I'm trying to tell you, like, don't do this. Because during this time, I also had a stress fracture in my pelvic area, like lower back, hip area, rather. And that sucked but it was because my body was going through too much overtraining, and under-eating, because of my habits, and along with me probably having like an overlap of polycystic ovarian syndrome, got me this lovely stress fracture where I had to pull out of the marathon that I had been training for. So, it's not worth it, trust me. It's, it's when you're doing things like this, you're looking at your, the short-term immediate. You gotta look at the end goal of what you're trying to accomplish. So it wasn't until I was actually studying to be a health coach that brought light to what I had been doing and what I was doing was not healthy. I remember the night that I came to the realization, because first you're in denial, right? So, you know, I wasn't like that. What I'm doing is not that bad. But then like I remember the night that I actually realized it and I was crying to my husband. And you know, he's the best. Like he was like, "You know what? We're going to we're going to do this, this and this. We're going to get you the help that we need." And you know, life isn't worth, you know, life Isn't the same without you. And I want you in my life. Forever. Um, So. Because I mean. With eating disorders. They can cause. Like it's not just being underweight or overweight. They can cause like so many. uh, Melabolic things. Anorexics can have. Heart attacks. Um, I've actually like. One of the people that I. Would talk to. With like my support group with with uh, eating disorders she actually had a heart attack at 19 years old because she was anorexic and her electrolytes were totally screwed up her bones were messed up from being so malnourished so i mean it does a number on you and one of the things when i first started seeking help i got very frustrated with was not getting People didn't believe me and that was frustrating and because I was for the ones on the podcast I'm doing the air quotes normal size and I looked healthy there's no way I could be a binge eater but I was I mean I would go through you know bags of groceries within a matter of hours. And when the pandemic happened, that made it really easy to hide because you're, you know, I was by myself working from home. So it was super easy to hide that. Um, But I got into therapy. I met a nutritionalist, met a couple of nutritionalists actually a couple of therapists actually i hired and fired multiple so i'm here to tell you like if you're suffering and or if you know somebody doesn't take you for granted that you're i mean doesn't take you for like truth that you do have an eating disorder like you or you know in an unhealthy relationship find somebody you know it's okay like this is your life you're fighting for go and do it like make your life happy i am so grateful that i have been in recovery for a good amount of time now well over a year and it was it was a hard road and i wanted to think like the recovery portion was going to be totally linear where it was just like you know all uphill but it was not and there were some days where it was a lot rougher than others but you make it through it so there are, there are resources out there insurance will pay for therapy if you get a therapist in your network so don't feel like that's holding you back also um you know nutritionalists like they Some of them don't follow insurance plans, but if you submit your bill to your insurance with the right coding, it can count toward your deductible. If you're trying to meet your deductible, Um, just, you know, each insurance is different, but this is like some of my experiences. And I just wanna encourage you to get help, like, because, or if you know somebody that is, You think that they may have one to do go and get help because it's, it's a really empowering feeling to take this bull by the horns and like overcome it. And everybody's, you know, recovery is different. Everybody's therapy path looks different. Some take longer, some are shorter, but you know, we're all... You know different but this is just is what how my story went and if you have a story that you would like to share on the podcast then um, find me at com. fill out the contact me information at the bottom or email me at ultracoach at gmail.com that's one as in the number one ultra coach at gmail.com find me on Facebook and Instagram be sure to subscribe to the ultra health and wellness podcast um, lots of ways to to interact with me I would love to hear from you I would love to hear your story if you're finding that like, you're emotionally eating you know this is one of the things with like health coaching too is like after I got my health coaching and after I was in a good recovery point, it was like, I found that it wasn't that much out there for this population for health coaching wise. And, you know, I don't take place of therapy, but I can help you implement the skills and techniques that you use in therapy to help you. Um, Especially stress management, because stress, anybody that emotionally eats, knows that when the times are stressful that's when like a binge or an overeating session will happen so thanks so much i hope that you share this video i hope that you know you give give it some thumbs up and make sure to tune in thanks again and god bless hey it's Catherine with the ultra health and wellness coaching podcast thanks for joining us today. I am so happy you're here. So February is Eating Disorder Awareness Month, which is near and dear to my heart. So today's episode, we're going to talk about my story and how I discovered my eating disorder and kind of like how it kind of manifested throughout my childhood into my adulthood. And I wouldn't say it was really in my childhood. I just started like getting unhealthy beliefs let me just put it that way and so wanted to share it with you and i hope that you if you feel like something resonates with you with this podcast please reach out to me also if it sounds like somebody you may know share it with them let them learn from my experience and i'm here to offer any help that i can with it so be sure to find me on Facebook and Instagram, ultrahealth and wellness is my website. My Instagram and Facebook handle name is Ultra Health and Wellness. I'll spell it out all one word. Be sure to find me on YouTube as well. And wherever you get your podcast, be sure to subscribe. All right. Thanks. Enjoy the show.